Nobody enjoys being the stranger in the room. Who do you talk to? Who do you sit with? It's like the first day of middle school and you go into lunch and all of your friends have the other lunch period. You stand there with your tray of tater tots wondering what you're supposed to do. Psalms 119 recognizes a difficult but very important truth that as believers we need to understand. We are strangers in a foreign land. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalm 119 starting with verse 19. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. Now, in these two verses, there is an essential truth that everybody in this room needs to understand. Know the way home. The Bible tells us we are strangers on a journey. Now, now I like a a good trip as much as the next guy, but but I do kind of like to know where it is I'm going. The psalmist understood both the journey he was on and he understood the destination. Maybe the better imagery would be that he had a really good guidebook. When you go on a trip, do you get those? We do. When we're going on vacation, we typically buy two or three, you know, the little guidebooks. Now, we used to get the, the old AAA uh, trip tick books. Remember those? I think they still have them. But you'd order those, and they'd send them to you and have a map. And it would have your, uh, the way you're supposed to go all mapped out for you and some things to do when you got there, where to stop on the way. Uh, now there's all kinds of computer and apps and stuff, Travelocity and Google and a whole bunch of other things. I don't ever like to go somewhere until I know how to get there and what to do when I arrive. Well, the psalmist had something better, and so do we. And this was far more important than just going on vacation. The the psalmist recognized how desperately we need guidance in life. We need a map. Because we are strangers here. Jesus said the same thing in John chapter 18, verse 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. The book of Hebrews describes us as believers in this way. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. The Bible clearly recognizes that we are here for a purpose. Now, we'll talk more about what that purpose is here in just a moment. But right now, we're on a journey. This is not our final destination. The psalmist realized that truth. He realized, hey, I'm not home yet. But there was something else. He was a stranger, 
but he wasn't alone. In fact, for him, God's Word was like a letter from home. Most of us know what that's like. Uh, Maybe you've been on an extended business trip. Or or maybe you were at summer camp as a kid. Or, Or maybe as you served the nation in one of our armed services, you were deployed away from home for a long time. And those days can grow long. They can grow difficult. Sometimes you're not sure if you're going to make it through. And then something comes in the mail. A letter from home. Whether it's from family or whether it's from a friend, that letter becomes a treasured possession. You read it over and over again, savoring every word. Why? Because you realize where you are isn't home. That situation that you're going through, the difficulties you're experiencing, the loneliness that you feel, you realize this is not the place that I belong. But then that letter reminds you, oh yeah, I know where I belong. Home. The psalmist sees God's Word that way. As he struggles through the journey, as he faces the difficulties and complications of life, sometimes he wonders, how am I going to make it through And so he turns to God and he says, don't hide your word from me. That's what gets me through each day. How about you? Do you see the Bible that way? Do you see God's word as a letter from home? Something to remind you that the evil and the trials and the difficulties of this world, they do not have the final word. This is not home. We're going home. And we can know the destination. When you take a trip, you, you know what this is like. Even if it's been a great vacation, you've gone to a wonderful spot, you've had a, a good time. It's still great to be home, (laughs) to eat your own home-cooked food, to put your legs up in your own easy chair that you've got it just worn to where it's just perfect fit for you. (laughs) It's no accident that people say there's no place like home. It's because there is no place like home. And the psalmist longs for home. Verse 20, he says, My soul is consumed with longing for your word. The word for consumed, it's a word that describes crushing or or breaking. It's a strong word. It's a word of intense Passion, a deep desire. And and what is it that he longs for? What is it that he, he needs so desperately? He wants to know God's laws all the time. It's not just a passing phase. The psalmist 
desperately hungers for God's Word all the time. Psalms 42 describes that longing in in these poetic kinds of words. Psalms 42 verse 1 says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Like a deer in the midst of the wilderness, searching for water, desperately longing to find that cool stream where he can quench his thirst. So the psalmist says, that's the way that I long for the Word of God. Psalms 119 identifies that longing and goes even a step further. He describes how he is consumed with the desire to know God's Word. A few weeks ago, news agencies reported the rescue of a man who had become trapped in a mine shaft. You may remember this story. 62-year-old John Waddell fell into a mine shaft in Arizona. And he got stuck. He got trapped. In fact, when he fell into the shaft, he broke both of his legs and had no way of climbing out. He had to survive two days without food and water until one of his friends uh, tried to call him and couldn't get a hold of him, realized he was missing and contacted authorities. They searched around and finally found him. And while he was trapped, to make matters worse, Waddell said he had to fight off rattlesnakes. Oh, my. Did you hear that story this week about the house that had 45 rattlesnakes in the crawl space? Woo. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> when they finally found him, it took 15 rescuers three hours to finally get him out of the mine shaft. Now, why would anyone risk being trapped in the bottom of a mine shaft, without food and water, fighting off the rattlesnakes. And except for the help of a good friend, he probably would have died. Why would somebody go through all that? Well, John Waddell said, I was looking for gold. <laughs> Apparently, it's, it's fairly common for people in that area of Arizona. There's some old abandoned mines, and folks will go in there to try to find if there's any leftover gold. The psalmist was willing to risk everything for something far more valuable than gold. He was consumed with a longing, a desire to know God's Word. Why? Because that's where home is. You know, sitting there at the bottom of that abandoned mine, I'm guessing Mr. Waddell wasn't looking for gold anymore. <laughs> His one focus was on finding somebody who could get him home. What's your focus this morning? What consumes you this morning? First of all, we need to realize we're strangers. So often we get consumed with the stuff that is on this journey. And there's some nice stuff, just like when you go on vacation. You see some nice things. That's kind of the reason you go on vacation. 
But we forget <laughs> there's also snakes. <laughs> when we look behind the facade of this world, we see the evil and the trial and the difficulty and the hurt and the heartache. But we know the way home. The, the question is, how desperately do we long for home? Are we consumed with a passion to know God's Word? Because when you realize what God's Word is, you will be. When you realize what a treasure there is in God's Word, you'll be willing to risk everything to find it. So let's suppose this morning that you're on a, a long journey. You've been away from your family and friends for a while. And suddenly, there in your mail slot, there's a letter from home. What are you going to do with that? Well, well first... You're going to read it, and not just once. You're going to read it over and over and over again. You're going to cherish every single word. Even if it's just about Aunt Mabel's apple pie, you're going to smell that pie. You're going to read that letter again and again and again. And second, you're going to look for some information in that letter. You've been away from home for a while. You're going to want to know what's going on. You're going to want to know, is Aunt Mabel still making that apple pie? What's happening down on the town square? How's everybody doing? You're going to want to know about what's going on back home. And third, as you read those words, as you cherish that information about home, you're going to look expectantly to the day that you will be home. Do we do that with God's Word? You can. First of all, you just need to realize what it is. When we, when we recognize that what these words are is a letter from home. Suddenly, we'll want to read it multiple times. We'll want to cherish every word because we're looking for information about what's going on back home. What's happening? And we'll look forward to that day when we'll be home with Jesus. We're on a journey, and we know where we're going. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning, you're going home. I challenge you to think about one thing that you can do in taking a step forward in, in your walk with the Lord. We, as we've been going through uh, Psalms 119, we've talked about several things that you can do with God's Word, and certainly all those would apply here. Memorizing God's Word, reading God's Word, having God's Word hidden in your life so you can hide it in your heart. We talked about several of those. But here's something else to think about. You know, when you're on a journey, when you're on a trip, when you're on vacation, 
What do you do? Well, you want to let everybody know about it. So you, you buy a postcard and send them a postcard from wherever you are. Or, or now that we have all the technology available, you, you post something to Facebook or to Instagram, you know, a selfie with you at, there at the beach or in the mountains or wherever it is that you are. You want everybody to know, hey, look at what I'm doing. Well, we're on a journey. Here's an idea. Why not make a post to Facebook or Instagram or even send a postcard to somebody telling them something that God has done in your life today? Maybe something, some way that He's blessed you. Some way that He's taught you something interesting or helpful. Or maybe there's a ministry here at National Heights that, that God has used to, to bless you in some way, and you could, you could post that to, to whatever social media that you like to use and, and just say, hey, this was a real blessing to me. Why don't you come join me next Sunday at 8.30? I'd love you to be a part of worship. Hear this beautiful music like we've heard. Be able to worship the Lord. Come join me. You never know who might be reading. Who might think, you know, that's... What I want too, because I'm a stranger. I'm lost in this place. There's got to be something better than this. How do I get back home? You can help them. You can show them the way by pointing them to the letter from home. Heavenly Father, Help us to see your word for what it is. So often we forget that you have written us a beautiful letter from home. A letter that describes all the wonders and joys. A letter that reminds us of the love. And most importantly, a letter that tells us the way to get home. God, help us to see your word that way, to have a passion, to be consumed with a desire to know you more. Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.